2: Right
1: Welcome to Tunes & Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes & Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and we're in the home stretch here. After a record breaking season three, we're fast approaching the end of the year. Only seven more episodes until our yearly hibernation, so prepare accordingly. If you know you're going to be jonesing for your TNT fix over the holidays, be sure to gather your favorite episodes and bury them in the yard like a squirrel for the long winter months. Please forage responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I rescued a couple of guys from an Herbalife pyramid scheme and put them on the air. And they are... Uh, Ryan, your
0: music connoisseur. (laughs) And
1: Pedro, your team leader and
0: mixologist. (laughs)
1: And our guest today is an alt-pop songwriter and self-proclaimed queer indie boy next door. Though he only has one more class until he finishes college, he's still built a rabid fan base on word of mouth alone to the tune of over 300,000 Spotify listeners. And that's with only four released songs under his belt. His work focuses on his own previous relationships, but weaves in universal themes of navigating emotionally vapid hookup culture and the value of friendship in escaping emotionally abusive relationships. He's here today to talk about his latest single and to tease his first ever EP due in early 2022. Tunes and Tumblr's fam, please welcome the incredible Kevin Walkman to the pod. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe I could waste your time. Is it something
3: that you'd mind? It's 3:30 in the morning. Your day's been so boring. Spice shit up, let me inside. Maybe I could waste your time. What's up, what's up? Thank you so much for having me. Also, that was the most in-depth analysis of my four songs I've ever heard. That was so amazing. Uh, you really did your research. That was so sick. Uh, so thank you, and thank you for having me.
2: Is it alright instead of saying you've gotten big by word of mouth if we just tell people it's via words with friends?
3: I, I love that concept, yeah. And I, I really want like one person to believe that it's from like the actual app. Isn't that like isn't that like the Scrabble app is called or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want like I want like my mom to listen to this and think that I like blew up on the Scrabble app. So, mom, if wow. you're listening, I love you. And he just went around
0: challenging it. everybody and like got in the chat.
3: Yeah.
1: Just spelled out the names of your songs.
3: Oh Oh my gosh. Genius. Genius marketing. Listen
0: to my music. (laughs)
3: Lost every game. 100 points. Lost every game.
0: (laughs) Played horribly. Strategy? Awful. But the marketing.
1: (laughs) So I'm really excited to discuss your music and your organic rise to fame. And I'm hoping we can even get a few tips from you on how to do the same with this pod. But first, we need to catch up a little... What has everyone been listening to lately? I got
2: uh, the new Little Ugly Man album on. It's called Volcanic Bird Enemy and the Voiced Concern. Those are
1: certainly words picked out of a hat.
2: (laughs) They sound like that, don't they? Band or title name generator. Uh, I like one called Benadryl Sunshine a lot. I love this artist. Uh, They always blend genres in really interesting ways. There's shards of black metal, psychedelic, lo-fi pop. It's all over the place, but in a really beautiful way. So I'm pretty stoked. Stoked to hear music from them.
0: I can go next. Stromae, who's one of my favorite artists. He's a Belgian uh like pop sort of how he he blends a lot of different genres but um it's a Belgian artist sings in French. He dropped a single out of nowhere called Sante and it is uh it's it's fucking fire and I, lo- I love I love Stromae and I've been listening to his music forever um and praying for the day that something new would come out. And so he finally dropped this last week and um It's this really good, catchy song about uh, sort of paying homage to, like, the working class, especially um, in terms of, like, people who still had to work during, like, COVID and all that stuff, and it's just, it's such a good song. If you've never heard of Stramay, please go listen to him, and especially his new track. Please do it. He's so good. Just because you said please, I think I will. Please. I said it several times. I think it deserves a listen.
3: Yeah.
1: Please, 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 (laughs) please.
3: You were so emotional when you said that, too. Like, I feel like I'm doing you a disservice if I don't now.
0: Like, get off this. We'll wait for you. Go listen.
2: <laughs> Pedro's got too much writing on this.
0: I, uh, no, like, uh, this artist, he's, he's absolutely incredible and deserves everybody's attention. So, yeah.
3: I definitely will. Um, oh, in terms of what I'm listening to right now, one of my favorite artists right now is Remy Wolf, and she just released a new album called yes. Juno. And oh my God. uh, it's just like, it's just one of those, like, there's maybe one song I skipped on the album and I'm like pretty selective like how I'm, dare right, you how dare I know, like, you <laughs> I'm pretty selective I don't like really believe in no skip albums for the most part and like it's just uh what a what a star lineup she's incredible yeah listen to Anthony Kiedis and uh what you doing WID are my favorite two songs on that album right now and I have listened to it about every single time I drive my car which is way <sighs> way too much in the last few weeks so yeah Remy Wolf new album Please listen, please. <laughs> yeah.
2: See,
0: now everybody just did it. That's how that I, works.
2: I can't get enough of that song, "Sexy Villain," mostly for the line in the chorus, which is "high libido, cheat on Chester, fuck with Fritos." <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb, but so she, funny. God, she's so <laughs> fucking
0: good, and like her, oh, her voice is amazing. Like I love the way she sings. Oh man.
3: She'll just be saying anything, too. Like, she has a line in one of the songs that says, Ain't no Chuck E. Cheese in Los Feliz. And let me tell you something. If you look up Chuck E. Cheese's in the area of Los Feliz, Los Angeles, there are no Chuck E. Cheese's.
0: So not only is she a great artist, she tells the fucking truth.
2: She ain't no liar. Um, Chuck E. Cheese rebranded as Pesquale's on all the food delivery apps. Yes, I heard about that. Well, I went a step beyond hearing about it and actually ordered. And I not only got a pizza, but I got a whole bag of tickets temporary tattoos cock rings no i but i did get the tickets and it uh, was huge
0: um so i told you ryan they're called mood rings we they're called it. mood rings
3: we love a rebrand oh we love a rebrand <laughs> basically
0: right basically ryan saying hey if anyone wants to buy some tickets like. <laughs> i read about that
2: in food and wine i'm serious i'm serious isn't that amazing
1: Pasquales,
2: yeah. All right, Anthony, we got to hear, we got to hear yours. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah, we got to move, we got to move on from this riveting conversation. So we were talking about no skip albums and Kevin, how you don't think that they for the most part exist. Well, there was a TikTok that came out a couple of weeks ago where this girl was driving with her quote, old man boyfriend who is 28 years old. So, you know, ridiculous. And he was listening to Obstacle One by Interpol. And she's like, I can't believe he's making me listen to Interpol. And she's like giving side eye. And like the whole internet is like, what the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) Interpol is amazing. And so I showed my partner. We were driving somewhere and I showed this to her and she was like, she had the same reaction as most of the internet and she made me turn on Interpol, which made me, I I will gladly listen to Interpol. Paul Banks is one of her celebrity crushes. So we listened to the entirety of turn on the bright lights and she could sing it by heart. She sang the entire album. You know, we're both huge fans of the first three albums. Don't really care for the rest. Uh, they, they, they hit their peak around like 2004, 2007. There it
0: is. I was waiting for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the backlash. Backhanded, Wait, the backhanded
0: compliment to the band.
1: One
2: of the best albums ever, but they peaked shortly thereafter. Mm. Do you, you know what? It's if better you make than. make a
1: masterpiece.
2: It's better than what DC Pearson said about them, which is that it's music for <laughs> meth addicted museum curators.
1: Oof. What's wrong with that?
2: <laughs> Nothing, I guess. Those
1: people need music too. <laughs> but anyway, don't they're, fucking attack
0: it, my step uncle that way.
1: <laughs> if you haven't listened to Interpol Kids, go and do it i think that as far as new york post-punk revival from the early 2000s holds up they're one of the best and they inspired a lot of copycats she wants revenge obvious like they they just took the same grab bag of stuff but also really good bands came up after turn on the bright lights like Franz ferdinand definitely took some of those elements too so listen to interpol turn on the bright lights obstacle one Really, that boyfriend was saying that his girlfriend is the obstacle at this point.
2: And if you get your partner through it that far, listen to Joy Division and the ComSat Angels as well.
1: Thank you, everyone, for telling me what you've been listening to. And because you all said, please, we're going to put all of this on the episode playlist. Mm. That's We do it anyway, but we just wanted to do it especially now. So you can go into the show notes right now and find that playlist. And if you can't see it, I highly recommend that you send all your angry DMs to Ryan until he posts it. Yeah, that'll do the trick. (laughs) Just say please. Just say please. That's all I please. Please Please post the playlist. But if you say please and
2: thank you, I'll report you to the FBI.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we're all feeling a bit parched. Let's head into that bar. Kevin, did you bring anything to show our bouncer today?
3: Oh my gosh, yes. So uh, in in terms of getting carded, I was trying to think of something that resembles my, uh, as you guys can see, very bare walls in my room right now. Um, So I have what would be known as a a very, very fake plant that sits on uh, my table right next to me. And this is simply because I cannot keep a plant alive for longer than about three days. So every plant in my room is completely fake uh, because I like the way they look against the walls. But I would have killed all of these by now. So it's in this cute little thing. I think I got it from Ikea. Yeah, I, I got it from Ikea. And I put it to, I put it together myself. I bought the little... Each little thing. I'm trying so hard. I don't want to decorate my room with LED lights anymore. I am past that age. We're growing up. Uh, so instead, I have random plants. And I'm working on decorations for my wall right now. But, but yes, this... This ugly little duckling right here is is what I've brought for uh, for the class today. <laughs>
0: are, are they like paper?
3: No, it's like I don't. It, it's kind of like plastic, I guess. But I can't tell. If it, have you gotcha. been to Michaels before? It feels very yeah. Michaels to me. Okay. Every night. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Friday night at Michaels every, is like my favorite night. thing to do. So.
2: It's lit. Happy hour.
3: Fucking knitting class. Oh my some gosh. Fake flowers yeah. on your way out. That's the hey, best yeah, place to co- cruise ever show up there fr- oh my god <laughs> cruising, at michael's. cruising
1: at michael's move on to joe
3: Everyone, everyone's,
0: what knit, everyone's <laughs> knitting penis cozies
1: what aisle
3: do you do the cruising in
0: All is it the, like
3: oh. is it like where the, the the picture frames are is it Mm-mm. like and no it's where the they have cu- the it's where they
0: have the cutouts for like the baking stuff oh okay the cutouts yeah.
3: make no, sense no, yeah it's yeah. the
2: yarn section you
3: <laughs> freaks <laughs> And markers, too.
0: <laughs> I guess it just depends on what you're cruising for.
3: That's true. That's true. I must have not been in the same spot as you guys and, and ran into you. So.
0: <laughs> the scene yeah. in LA is crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm so strange. sorry.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you for that show and tell, Kevin. And it looks like we are in the Tunes and Tumblers bar. It's this virtual place where we like to pretend that we still have friends after almost two years of quarantine. There was this very brief window of like two weeks where we were able to meet our guests in person but that kind of almost feels like a fever dream in retrospect yeah anyway i have to look at i have have to look at the
0: photos like to remind myself that it happened
1: (laughs) we got so excited we're like yeah it's going down like we're gonna have this big collage of all of our guests and that collage is now two sad photos (laughs) they stand strong (laughs) they stand so strong Would have flown you out here and everything, Kevin. God,
3: that would have been amazing. Don't I need, get get, cra- I need to get, get back crazy. to Los Angeles. Don't get crazy. We don't have the budget.
0: Don't get crazy. We don't <laughs> have the budget.
3: <laughs> would have flown myself out, okay? I, I would have, it would have given me a reason to come back.
1: Well, Ryan, we need some tunes. Let's get this party bumping. What are we listening to today? We are uh,
2: putting some quarters in the box to listen to It's All Right, the brand new single from Kevin Walkman, out now on Avalon Collective. <laughs>
1: So first, Kevin, I know that you have new music coming very soon. You have a new song, Megalomaniac, dropping, and then your first EP coming out early next year. Is
3: that correct? Yes, yes. The next single coming out is uh, entitled Megalomaniac.
1: I am (laughs) so disarmed by your charming good looks and that amazing plant that you brought. I just, I'm losing my train of thought. (laughs) Oh, it's so pretty. I wish listeners could see it. Our whole episode is just going to be a
0: photo a still image
1: of those flowers
3: it's such an ugly plant too like (laughs) i tried so hard to balance it like and make it look all nice
0: the the milk pitcher really does a lot
3: a
1: good vase is the statement piece of your bouquet and i learned that from cruising not at michael's but at joanne's which is where you go after oh that's
0: that's kink that is kink personified
1: You're not ready for Joanne's. Joanne's is the the
0: eagle. (laughs) uh... That's an You better make a whistling sound when you walk if you're trying to go to (laughs) Joanne's.
1: Well, let's come back to the music. For what? We're talking about It's All Right, Smiley Face, today. And first of all, it's right up my alley. It's crisp. It's sharp. It has this infectious pop hook and a chorus that's impossible not to sing along to. Plus, the celebration of supportive friendship is something I've personally previously lamented being lacking in pop music. Anyway, before we get into it, I think we need something to toast. Pedro, what do you have on deck?
0: I, I love this song so much. And it's very just, it, it's very relatable and very timely and personally. Um, and I, yes, like Anthony, I do love that it celebrates uh, the support of friends and all that stuff and sort of getting out of a toxic situation, sort of moving forward, doing something good for yourself. And not only doing that, but like moving forward with the things that you've experienced in the past. I just, I love all of it. It's fantastic. So with this drink, I sort of wanted to, first of all, I wanted to make something that everyone could share. So it is a, it's a punch bowl drink. It's a batch drink. You make it a lot. You make a lot of it. I made a whole picture of it, as you can see. And then I sort of wanted to throw things into it that would sort of symbolize the the friendship, the celebration, sort of the rejuvenation and the the starting a new I started with just, I'm also very much in a fall vibe right now, so I started with some Honey Jack Daniels as a base, and then I added some apple cider, and apples are supposed to be sort of a, a symbol of good health and, and future happiness and, and all that, and then I added champagne, because mm. what better to celebrate with friends than champagne, and then I threw in some ginger, just sort of, it's sort of a cleansing uh, ingredient, and cinnamon as well, and then cranberries I threw in there too, which... Or another symbol of fresh fresh beginnings and rejuvenation along with a, a sprig of rosemary to garnish it um, and I threw it all together into this big punch bowl and you can just serve it all night and enjoy it with everybody um, and I'm calling it a uh, Walkman's punch and it is absolutely oh delicious God!
3: oh my gosh I want that so bad right now <laughs> please send me the, the full recipe we that sounds that incredible you.
0: it is very very good I've had um, this is probably my fourth <laughs> I've had quite a few <laughs> It is very very good and People here in this house with me have enjoyed it as well So yeah that is a Walkman's Punch It's great for you and your friends And it's going to cleanse you out and Give you a fresh start
1: that. Listeners Damn. go into the show notes And you will find the entire recipe right there Make it Send us a picture Tag us on the socials We want to see our drinks everywhere Everywhere
3: I will, make, everywhere. I will really make that ASAP
2: We want you with it in a red cup in Michaels, in the yarn aisle,
0: you hear me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just, just walk. just walk. down the yarn aisle. Who's who's got the p- who's got the, the picture aisle. of
1: Walkmans? Who's got the picture of Walkman?
3: It's the telltale sign.
1: <laughs> well, Pedro, I think that is a great pairing, but I think I can top you today. Uh, please don't. So like I'm not whoa. cruising. Curr- I'm not currently <laughs> cruising. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. different. Yeah, different meaning. Terrible,
0: terrible word like choice. I,
1: but like we've been saying, this song feels very light and optimistic. It's refreshing, it's bubbly, and perhaps the perfect accompaniment for a nice cold bottle of Topo <laughs> Chico. Yeah. Oh it isn't an episode of Tunes and Tumblers until I shoehorn Topo Chico in somewhere. Anyway, cheers, everyone. <laughs> cheers. 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 So Kevin, thank you for being here. You're zooming in all the way from Philly, yeah? Yes. I've only been to Philadelphia once, but the one time I went, I was kind of struck by how vibrant the art scene was there. You know, you live in LA and you're kind of in this pocket where that's just kind of expected. There are shows all the time, there's artists everywhere. Everyone's fighting for the limelight. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like being a performing musician in Philly?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I do really, really love the, the underground scene. I actually just went to a show last night Um, Which will be last Thursday when you guys hear this at a place called underground arts and it was so cool I got to see some like friends perform some new artists And it's just there are just so many really good small venues here that you just don't find out about until you're like 18 to 24 and like living in the city Um, And there's like there's little random like spots in the basements of people's houses Little spots throughout Center City and even like North Philly where I went to school. The music scene is phenomenal also Everything is pretty close in Philly. One thing I noticed when I went to Los Angeles was that if you wanted to go anywhere, it probably took you 45 minutes. Whereas like (laughs) Philadelphia and the infrastructure here is entirely different. It's all like row homes compact right next to each other pretty much everywhere you go. So you're you're always pretty close. We have like literally one subway line, like our main subway line that just goes straight north to south. And you can pretty much get anywhere from it uh, in terms of like center city and, and the arts and where you'll find everything so it's pretty like it's pretty easy to get around for the most part which makes it even better to just be able to go to different shows and just yeah i just see literally as as many shows and people as i can because i just adore live music at this point nice right on
1: i remember being able to walk pretty much everywhere i think i'd gotten to, in uber maybe once
3: yeah, I spent so much money on so, Ubers when I went to LA. Like, I, I had no idea that I couldn't just, like, walk to Santa Monica from, like, Pasadena. It's like, so spread <laughs> <I didn't>, out. <laughs> I didn't understand the concept. Like, I didn't understand the distance between them until I was there.
2: <laughs> yeah, because the mileage looks, if you just look at a map, it looks pretty straightforward, right?
3: Yeah, it didn't <laughs> look could near. You just can't prepare. No, not. The... not, not...
2: <laughs> That's
1: only, like, three miles. How long could it take? <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> Oy. Do you have a day? So, Kevin, <laughs> you're about to get out of school. And in the past couple of years, you've amassed this huge listenership. And you have not yet signed with a big label yet, correct?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally independent.
1: Yeah. Can up? you talk a little bit about how this kind of
3: happened for you? I'm sure. So, I actually, I, I had previously released a few songs before like what you see now. Uh, I started writing songs in like elementary school, but I didn't like release anything until like SoundCloud songs, like junior year of high school-ish. It was probably like 2016. Um, Now obviously all of those were terrible and you will never find them. And if you do, I will uh, hunt you down. But um, (laughs) (laughs) after that, I went to school. I'm at Temple University right now. I went to school for music technology. And my freshman year, I made a four track EP called Under Construction, which some people who listen to my music actually do uh, remember. And it was like, okay, it was pretty poorly mixed, but you know, it was my, it was my first kind of like step into, uh, into like the actual music industry and underground scene of Philadelphia. So it did okay. Probably about like 2000 plays a piece after like two months or so. So like, not bad. And I was like really humbled by it at the time. And that's when I met my now like one of my best friends and producer, uh, Nick, who goes by Nick from space, uh, who was also in the same program with me at school. And he just kind of reached out and was like, Hey, like, I need experience producing you song, He's like, I do a little bit of songwriting too. He's like, I don't really have anything to show proof that I'm good at what I do, but would you like to like try to work together sometime? And I had seen him in class, and I knew that he was, like, better at this mixing stuff than me. So I was like, sure, like, he can mix vocals. I'll just write the song or whatever. He'll mix it, and we'll see what happens. And I also knew he was a bassist, and I, I was such a ho for a nice bass line to start a song. Um, <laughs> so I sent him this, like, really crappy drum sample from Splice, which is this, like, website that a lot of musicians use to just garner, yeah, I see you guys shaking your heads, you're like, yep, been there, done that. (laughs) And I was like, hey, can you write like a baseline to this with no other context as to what I wanted? And the very first thing he sent me back was the waste your time baseline. Uh, And that was the first song that we made together. Very first thing. But I guess in terms to to really answer your question more about like how this went from like 200 people to like 300,000 people. I mean, to start, I am like insanely extroverted I am the person where if you brought me to a random house party at Temple, I would know half the people there. I was really annoying to hang out with because of that, because I would just start talking to everyone. And if I didn't know the person, I'd probably just go up and talk to them too. So I think I think a part of it was just the fact that I knew so many people around the Philadelphia area that when I kind of like started posting about the song and like people saw like the first video that I posted about it, I think there was just a decent amount of people who were like, yeah, I like Kevin, I'll give the song a shot. And then I don't know, people just liked the song. So I guess they kept listening to it. And then from there, you know, Spotify's algorithm did its little dancey dance and uh, put me on um, like the Discover Weekly and release radar kind of stuff. And uh, that's the gist. And I know that's like such a cop-out answer. I will say that I reached out to, a, to about three to 400 like TikTok people talking to them about the song and like wanting to use it in like multiple songs and whatnot, which sounds really gross. But it ended up with like, because of that, I think like 75-ish videos have been used, have used like, Oh No and use Waste Your Time. Um, And I've like met people through that. I've met other artists through just like stupid little DMs and stuff like that. And I've actually just gotten to talk to people too and meet new people, which is cool. But I don't know, the rest is kind of history. I mean like, and I'm sorry, I'm rambling here. Ramble away. Yeah. No, that's amazing. It's, it's all right. Hit a couple Spotify editorial playlists because I did this like big pre-save campaign with it. And I think that was a big reason as to why that shot me from like probably about 70,000 to where I am now. But I don't know. I'm also just really, really lucky at the end of the day. I mean, I just try to make good music and I was lucky to have people who were willing to give it a try. Is the hardest thing you can ask for from people is their time. And I was just really, I'm really lucky and humble to have people that are, just kind of willing to give it a shot. And then if they like it to just keep listening to it, no matter they're just driving and listening to it and barely thinking about it, or if they're sitting in their rooms, memorizing the words. So yeah, it's just humbling and it's really cool, but yeah, I don't know. That's all I can, That's all I can really say about it. Honestly.
1: It's also just really easy to listen to. And one thing that I noticed is that I put on your songs in preparation for doing this podcast And it just kept repeating over and over, but it didn't feel like it. It felt like I was going on this continuous journey that didn't really have an end. And maybe that's what's happening. Maybe you've got like five listeners who have each listened like a hundred thousand
3: times. I don't know. (laughs) Just making different accounts (laughs) on Spotify and just listening to it. Yes. (laughs) It's actually just me and like my little like lab uh, in my second closet over here. I've got like 200 iPhones that are all playing It's All Right right now um yeah that's that is how and that you happened. could
1: be mining bitcoin yeah but yeah. why
3: would i do that when i could try to make it to a random algorithm on a streaming can Mine service? listens <laughs> yeah yeah but my but my beautiful listens because spotify pays me so much money so <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no but that your your story shows you though that it's like you've you put in the work you did all the legwork for it and it seems like people just want to listen to your shit just based on you know who you are so it's kind of it's inspiring in a way, for sure. Well, thank yeah, was you. Like,
0: it's Did like you... you pushed it to a point where it just sort of took off on its own. But also, it's funny because, like, you mentioned, like, you know, I, I, oh, I, I, you know, messaged these TikTok people and, like, all this stuff, and that you said, like, it feels gross, right? I feel like that's probably just because it's, it's still kind of new, right? Like, it's not, yeah at this point, it's still kind of trendy, but who knows, like, that could become, that could become the thing, that could become, like, how you do it for a while, the industry standard, I suppose.
3: Yeah. I feel like it kind of is at this point. I mean, like, I, I personally know people that have signed major deals because they are just TikTok artists that would just post their songs and then they post them and post them and post them. And then on, like, the 20th try, the song blows up on TikTok and then their management lets them release it or something like that. And I don't know. I've been, I've been so back and forth on if that's something I actually want to do or if that just feels kind of weird to me. But the industry is obviously ever-changing, and if that's, if that's the way you can get your name out there, sometimes sometimes you do it.
1: Well, we've talked a lot about the process and everything surrounding your songwriting, but let's get into it a little bit. I love your music. I love It's Alright, but you know, all of it kind of works together. And I read that you described writing music as a coping mechanism for you. I'm wondering if you can elaborate on what that means a little
3: bit. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, I originally started writing music as more of a form of therapy than anything else, especially growing up as uh, a closeted gay man in uh, a very religious family. And I should clarify that my my parents are are very accepting and I love them to death. But I, uh, growing up in the church and growing up uh, in an area that wasn't necessarily the most accepting at the time, I kind of took songwriting as a way to kind of let everything out because I didn't really know who to talk to. I didn't really know what I was feeling. I was told that like certain things I was feeling were wrong, but I didn't really have a grasp on what everything was. Uh, so songwriting always kind of started off for me as like a way to talk to someone, like talk to the wall about shit that I was going through. Now, obviously being being out for multiple years now uh, and living in the city, uh, it's definitely taken a, a little bit of a turn, but I still find myself kind of unable to understand how I'm feeling without writing a song about it. Sometimes, specifically with uh, "It's All Right," for instance, uh, I was I tried to clarify to like everybody because I have there there are a couple different like press releases about it that say that it's a breakup song, and I always try to uh, say that it's not a breakup song. It is a thank you letter to my friends for after the breakup, making sure I wasn't going back to someone that was uh, so harmful to me mentally. And I didn't really know how to like, I didn't really know how I felt about that situation fully until I started writing It's All Right. Um, And It's All Right being such a happy song was because like I was feeling better than I had in months. Yeah, I just, I, I found myself not fully understanding how grateful I was to like my roommates and my friends at the time For being like no you shouldn't go hook up with your ex right now that's a terrible idea he will start stalking you again um so i really didn't like know how to properly be like hey thanks so i just wrote the song and then in that process realized that like they were the reason that i wasn't doing like these stupid things that we as people tend to do a lot once we break up with somebody that we did truly love at one point um i definitely loved my ex we dated for around a year, um, which in my time feels like forever. Uh, that's the longest relationship I've ever been in. So like an 11th month relationship feels like a full on marriage, three kids, three, like two deaths in the family. Um, yeah. A, a, and et cetera. So in any,
0: in any, whoever you are, that's a fucking long time.
3: <laughs>
1: like yeah. that's a yeah.
0: long time to be together.
1: I feel like we live several lifetimes depending on, who you're with, and what stage of your life you're at. I look back at my time in LA. I've been here for eight years, but there are very distinct eras of Anthony's life that feel mutually exclusive and self-contained as, like, this little life that I lived. Oh, yeah. I shared this apartment with somebody, and we had, like, a little dog, but that was five years ago? Oh, my gosh. I was... uh, I, I was living out of state, working on a movie for a long time. It's just all over the place. It's almost like the city itself kind of changes depending on where you are. Is that, does, (laughs) am I just rambling at this point? Have you been in like this kind of mindset? No,
3: I I 100% agree. I mean, like looking back at like, I mean, prime example, like the way I, the way I act, the way I like dress, perceive myself and others is entirely different now than it was when I stepped into college as a freshman. Uh, I came out the first day of school, by the way, the day I moved into Temple, Is when i publicly came out and wholly internalized homophobia so i i I very very distinctly separate like my freshman year of college from like who i am now about like turning 23 in in february it was like four to five years ago and it it feels like an entirely separate lifetime uh and i think a part of that is because like is also like literally based in like where you were in the city. Like at that point I was living in some weird dorm, some really ugly dorm with like two beds in this tiny room and like a micro fridge. And you know, now I'm obviously in like my own apartment. I'm outside of like the Collegeville area. Uh, and I definitely see them as literally two separate lives entirely.
1: We're kind of coming up to the end of the interview, but I have so many more questions I wanna ask you about your music. I wanna focus very briefly on the pandemic. I'm sorry guys. We're it's still Again, here. We gotta talk about it. We've gotta talk about the pandemic. We don't, but go ahead. <laughs> At this point, it feels like almost the entire pod has taken place in the quarantine now. And after two years, you've even had tracks come out while we've been under quarantine. And I'm guessing that means you haven't been able to do many live shows. Do you have any plans to start playing live as things start opening back up?
3: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yeah, uh, booking is absolutely impossible in Philadelphia right now. And it's because, like we said, the music scene here is very vibrant, which means everyone and their mother wants to book one of the same five main venues that that can hold like 250, 300 people. So it has been very difficult. And on top of that, I do it on my own. I mean, I'm independent. I'm self-managed. It is me. Uh, I've got like some designers and like photographers and then my friend and producer, Nick, who also works as my like half manager sometimes because I just ask him about questions and hope he knows the answers. So it has definitely been pretty difficult. I have been really, really working on on booking right now. I probably won't play a non-house venue until around like January. Uh, if I'm being totally honest with myself, but it's it's looking very likely that in that in early to mid January uh, and, and into February I'll be playing a couple different uh, small venues in the Philadelphia area, and then hopefully kind of branching out in New Jersey, and New York afterwards.
1: Get your tickets now, Tunes and Tumblers fam.
3: Get your imaginary tickets because it's not set in stone. So just, just like follow me on Instagram everywhere. or something. Yeah. Yeah, just print them out. Make them on Photoshop. I <laughs> them everywhere. I'll count them. If you make your own tickets, if you're that dedicated and they look so real, like I'll make sure you get in the show. That's valid. I'm opening it. As long Photoshop as I can keep right the now. ticket. As long as I can keep the ticket and like hang it up. That's that's cool with me. That, that works for me. You don't gotta pay me or whatever. Hmm, no deal
0: that's canon that's (laughs) canon everyone's gonna hear that
3: it's gonna bite me in the ass in like two weeks but yeah but I said what I said I'm not taking it back
1: I'm really excited for that and it kind of gives me another reason to visit Philly again after what it's been like four years something like that I cannot believe how much time keeps going by including this interview we gotta kind of wrap this up but there's a fun question I want to ask of everyone here heads up Kevin these are always the worst (laughs) (laughs) This one's fun. This one is fun. We're not going to talk about death in this one, Pedro. I promise. There was something that your interviewer for Philly Live said that I found really striking. She wrote that she likes songs that tell her exactly how to feel because they're voiced in a better way than she could have said it. And I'm wondering for everyone, what is a song that you keep going back to that describes your emotions better than you can?
0: Honestly, I, I will I will say, to be honest, It's Alright was very, like, it meant a lot to me, like, just personally. It did a good job of that. Beyond that, uh, I would say Stop This Train by John Mayer, like, always makes me fucking cry. Because it tells me all these things that I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about that. And fuck you for making me think about that. But <laughs> like, It's just a really good song about, like, just getting older and, like, losing everything that you've ever loved, right? Just because of time. And it's something you can't really fight. And it's only gotten truer since I was like 18, I think, when it came out. Um, Yeah, so that's one that like, ugh, I didn't know I was feeling like
3: that. Don't.
1: I can go next if everyone else needs more time. Fuck it up. Give me a minute to
3: deep think here.
1: So I I chose a couple of them. One is kind of general. One is very specific. I really like Noah Kahan. Kahan. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He does a song with Julia Michaels called Hurt Somebody. And the chorus goes, it hurts when you hurt somebody. And I love that so much because in a breakup or in a separation or even if you mess up and you hurt somebody, they're not like that. You feel that at the same time. It sucks to have to separate from somebody. It sucks when it's necessary and you want to be there for them, but you can't. Or there's another just plethora of conflicting emotions going on. I feel that. It really hurts. Plus, their harmonies are incredible. They work really well together. But Julia Michaels is a great songwriter. So is Noah. Can't go wrong. The other one is a Fountains of Wayne song from 2003 called Valley Winter Song. For those of you who don't know Fountains of Wayne outside of Stacey's Mom, that entire record is amazing. It's probably my favorite album of all time Welcome Interstate Managers. And Valley Winter Song is set in New York well, during the coldest months of the year. He describes in intimate detail the snow blanketing the city, being in this apartment with windows painted shut, and talking to this girl about finally getting together with her. And even though I haven't been in that exact scenario, it feels so intimate, like I could have been there. And I think that that's what makes their songwriting, especially for that album, so incredible. They get incredibly specific about what they're singing about, but it feels like you're there.
2: Yeah, I feel that way about J.P. Sax's lyrics <clears throat> as well, who has a great duet with Julia Michaels. He's uh, one of the greats right now, for sure. I'd say there. I don't know if there's one particular song that's coming to mind. I would say probably just the words of Paul Westerberg of The Replacements in general. Most replacement songs have a line or two in them, or just a feeling or delivery that captures something. Just this really keen sense of yearning, even with like kind of the popular ones like Talent Show, with lines like, it's the biggest thing in my life, I guess. <laughs> just little Ooh. lines like that that just kind of capture that sense of 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 yearning and wanting it, but also kind of leaning back, wanting to participate, you know, it just captures all that just so well, just so relatable. So basically my answer is the entire replacements catalog.
0: <laughs> and now it's on <laughs> the playlist.
3: Oh, no. You are
2: welcome. You are welcome. That That is... Uh, quite the catalog
3: all right I have I have figured out a way to not incorporate Frank Ocean into this you should be proud of me (laughs) uh I have scrolled through 400 like songs of mine and come across two that uh that, that stuck with me in the meantime so uh a friend of mine his name is Landon Conrath I found him with a song called acetone which was uh a song that I found right around the time I was um going through the the breakup with the the ex that I wrote it's all right about And it's the the words are very pro like he's literally throwing the relationship in acetone. And that's why it it is called that. And he's just kind of trying to burn like the memories and not just think about the good parts because the bad parts are overwhelmingly like more present than the good parts of the relationship. And that really stuck with me, uh, especially at the time that I found it. And then another song that, wow, I forgot that I adored this song so much is called Mean Something by Lizzie McAlpine. Lizzie is uh, an artist that's from pretty close to where I grew up. She went to school about 20 or 30 minutes away from me. So I, I found her music. Uh, I get to see I found her music before she blew up, uh, which makes me sound cool or something, I don't know. And her song, Mean Something, uh, is literally about like her kind of forcing herself to see signs that she thinks that like are omens or something, that she's supposed to be with this boy. But she says, uh, at one point in the chorus, the end of the chorus goes, but for some reason, you're not here. And I refuse to believe that that means something. So she's clearly Mm. ignoring the most important part of it because she doesn't want that to mean anything. And as someone who uh, does that all of the time for every single boy that I've ever met in my life, that just kind of words it a lot better than I could um, in terms of just, you know, trying to purposely find reasons why I think that something will work out when it's so inevitable that it won't. Gotta love
1: that all of these red flag memes are trending right now. Oh, it's
3: perfect timing. I have a giant (laughs) red flag, yeah.
0: Oh, I love red flags.
3: I love red flags. (laughs)
1: I love red flags.
0: Red flags are my
3: kink, yeah. You heard it here first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's a whole different, that's another hour. We need to go. (laughs)
1: So <laughs> we them in the yarn section of Michaels. Yeah, right back
3: right back to Michaels to talk to talk about our red flag kinks, guys. We
1: gotta Just, we gotta cap it that off. Feels so Jo-Ann's go- to me, it that up. feels more
3: Joann's that, than that's Michaels. Joann's, yes. Jo-Ann's is yours. kinks,
0: remember? Joannes
2: is yes. Joanne's Jo-Ann's, Joann's is kink. Kink. the
0: red flag skink.
2: No, the red flag, when you're the red promoting flag the episode- is if you buy your yarn from Hobby Lobby.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Anthony, wrap
1: Ooh. it up. Lights. Hurry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's ready to play Who's ready to play hashtag mood? Let's do it before do it, it. it gets crazy I'm there <laughs> Drew, hit that theme song Please <laughs> Thank you, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for our amazing hashtag mood theme song. What is hashtag mood? Well, just a minute ago, we had the opportunity to playlist our own feelings. Now we're going to playlist the feelings of somebody else. We are going to go to the tunes and tumblers hotline where there will be a voice message or text from a friend of the pod and or fan. We were going to listen to that. We are going to think real hard, and we are going to make the perfect Spotify playlist to accompany it. Each of us will get a chance to pick one song to match that mood. Now, without further ado, Drew, do you have a message for us? You have one new message. Hey, it's
2: Ricky. I need a good playlist for this hashtag mood. When your ex flame shows up to the party attempting to look like a snack, tries too hard to get your attention, and you've already moved on to a sexy new partner thanks
1: x shows up looking like a snack who wants to take this one first
0: i'll go first so my first choice but i, I i'll pick two songs because the fir- my first choice isn't on spotify apparently um is a song called again and again by lady gaga it's like old pre like the fame lady gaga uh it's called again and again and she's t- sort of talking about like um yeah, you know this person who like you showed up at my bar and like all this stuff and she'll never let it go but beyond that um i chose nobody's supposed to be here by deborah cox <laughs> the dance where she's like how did you get here nobody's supposed to be
3: here uh, my heart said no no <laughs> okay so the song i picked is called fuck somebody by the rex and yes oh my god i love this the song so much song for this moment it is literally the chorus is literally the guy begging just like go do something stupid so I don't have to care. Like, please, like, go fuck somebody else. Like, it's like, I wish you'd literally do something other than try to get my attention. Do something dumb so I have a reason to ignore you now. And I, I think it—it's uh, so it's so perfect for this moment. And it's also such a good song. It's so catchy. The little, like, the little piano, like, staccato part in the verses is so nice and the vocal harmonies. But yes, I'm gonna, okay, listen to that song, that's all.
1: Please please, 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 please. All
2: please. right. <laughs> please. I gotta follow that. I'm gonna do this one because I think it can lend itself to multiple perspectives. So I guess this could be from the perspective of the X, because I feel for that X. We've all been there, looking chuggy as fuck at a party, <laughs> trying to impress, falling flat. It's. I guess it's chuggy to say chuggy now, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a how far bit. it's
3: gone. I was yeah. gonna let you slide though.
2: Nah, let's let's start over from in that. front
0: of the guest, Ryan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I guess I'll just sign off now. No, um, we can cut that part out, I guess.
0: Nope, leave it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Yeah, let's keep it. Why not? Got to be an old man sometimes. Um, all right, so the my pick is from a Philly band. It's by Sheermeg, and it's called Nobody's Baby. And I like it because it can kind of... Different lyrics can relate to different perspectives of this mood. Because it's asking you why, you know, why can't you dance with you know the one that you brought? I'm throwing myself at you. And it's also saying I'm nobody's baby, nobody's girl. So I like the different perspectives in this one for this. And we yeah, gotta show respect for a Philly. One.
1: It's always sunny there, I hear. <sighs> it's not, unfortunately. Nope. <laughs> they were lying. Sorry, everyone. And it's filmed in <sighs> Los Angeles.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I guess I will close out this mood. So this song came to me immediately. Because the first verse is literally this. It is You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Hey. Um, yep. Fucking nice. jam. I mean, we all, it's the song we all knew and loved uh, about Warren Beatty, apparently. Um, you walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf, it was apricot. And she's just like, You're so vain. This song, like. I mean, he you had know, one, he, not I mean, even he had
0: one <laughs> eye in the mirror who cool among us <laughs> he's mainly doing it for him <laughs> I love that Looking I love like that snack. song so much oh my god
1: it's so great well listeners do you have a mood of your own leave us a message by calling or texting the toons and tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 tell us about the argument you got into with your anti-vax uncle on Facebook or the tinder date where they took you to Chuck E. Cheese and then Joanne Fabrics and then how you fucking we'll married sure. them
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Green flags, green flags Going to, going to Chuck E. Cheese and Joanne's on flags. the first date Tell Full us about speed, the ha- go,
2: go, go, mama
3: <laughs> Tell us about on the it.
2: Handy J you got in every checkers on the east coast
3: <laughs> Oh my god, end wish- the
1: show, Anthony, end the show <laughs>
3: oh hand, Handy I, J, yeah. I'm using that one for now on, thank you Oh yeah that's the new the new single by Kevin Walker. Handy, Handy, Handy J. Yeah, thank you. You guys are so inspiring.
2: Handy J. Parking is that a thing? Yeah. Could that be something? Oh, it should be. It is. We're it's talk, just we're, Handy we'll J. Parking recording. is an
3: is an empty parking lot uh, at around eleven thirty at night, right in front of your local Acme. That's the but Handy at, J. Parking. But after yeah. midnight,
0: it is not empty at all.
3: Yeah. Not, not in the slightest. I'm putting my foot down. I'm ending the goddamn oh show. Gosh. Anthony, you need to cut us off. Hurry.
1: <laughs> I'm ringing the bell. Uh, the lights are coming on. It is last call. Does anybody have any lingering thoughts about TikTok, about record labels, about Joanne Fabrics, about green flags, about anything we've talked about?
0: I will say, Kevin, I truly appreciate that the way you write comes from such a like. Comes from such such deep a place that like it's something you can express otherwise. I love that, and I think that's I, that's the best kind of authentic, authenticity for me when it comes to music. I,
3: I love it. Well, thank you so much. And if I can add one last thing, if you are like struggling with who you are right now, or you're in the closet, or you grew up in any similar situation like me, where you were a super religious kid, uh, I thought I was going to be a pastor one day, and now I am just. Some gay dude making music and just doing what I love to do. Um, Bear with it. You are strong. Uh, You have so many people around you that love you and that care for you, uh, including me. Oh, my gosh. I talk to so many people in my DMs all the time about things like this. Feel free to reach out to me or anybody else uh, and just know that there's always, always, always greener pastures ahead. And I love you all
1: amazing Preach. and that comes right into what i was going to ask you next which is do you have anything you would like to plug anything that you'd like to tell listeners uh i mean
3: you can follow me on instagram if you want uh i feel like this is such a i either just try to say this like nice little message and i'm like oh by the way here's my instagram um but <laughs> you, got, you got the good
0: stuff out of the way plug yeah it.
3: i am uh, i am kev walkman on all socials uh and my ep's title is going to be called Thank You For Coming, which I haven't told too many people yet. Um, Yeah, and merch line dropping in, I don't know, sometime soon. Uh, I just had a meeting with some people and we've got some some t shirts and stuff coming out. Uh, So those are two little two little things that if you listen to this, you get to know now uh, and that other people won't know. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Love it. Can I get a t-shirt with with your little Wimpy Kid doodle on it? Stop. I was so close. All right. We've really talked about the concept (laughs) of like drawing me as a Diver Wimpy Kid character. That is literally my brand. Uh, My phone, uh, (laughs) listeners won't be able to see, has the Manny sticker on the back. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) That is is my brand. Yes. But that that would be so cool. It it didn't make the final cut for now. But if you see me on stage in Diver Wimpy Kid apparel, uh, you just know. You know, that's just my thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Kevin. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm just sad that we couldn't have you here in person for this one.
3: Oh, that would have been so amazing. But I, I hope I get to meet you all one day. That would be that would be cool. And we can enjoy some uh some Walkman's punch together. That would be I will make so that much would of be it. I, will fantastic. Make, I will make one of
0: those one of those Gatorade containers that they have at football games. <laughs> Please. Wow, I would love I would love that.
3: Or at like frat basements, depending on, you know, where you where you like grew up. So
0: <laughs> well, you know, we're gonna go to a Joanne's. We're gonna go to yeah. a Joanne's. Yeah, and we're, and
3: we're <laughs> gonna New fuck game. it up. New and game. We're gonna fuck Take it up. Take a shot every time you hear us say Joanne's or Michaels during this conversation <laughs> yes, tonight. Bitch. You yes. will be putting that in the <laughs> show notes. Out. <laughs> you will,
1: yes, you will be dead. <laughs> I love
0: that though. We're going I love to that. live
1: stream. We're gonna live stream Mitch Mosk, editor in chief of Atwood Magazine, listening to the episode and taking a shot every time he hears <laughs> it. I will. I will get.
3: Jo-Ann's. Every single person I know to watch that. Joann's. And he has to Jo-Ann's. Joann's. Joann's. Joann's.
1: Joann's. We got to save him.
2: And then the other thing is you have to take a swig of a. Uh, or chug a steel reserve when you hear Hobby Lobby. <laughs> oh,
1: no.
0: Okay, but that is the perfect punishment. <laughs>
1: For real, I'm ending the show now. Okay, it's <laughs> Thank time. Thank <laughs> you all for listening to Toons and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us, Atwood, and Pantheon wherever you get your social media stuffs. Listen to Pantheon's other podcasts. They're really freaking great. And please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. Also, if you go into those show notes and scroll down to the very, very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on, getting supplies to make these delicious drinks, and to pick up supplies at our favorite place, Joanne Fabrics. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franz Blau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time,
3: cheers. 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 Here we go